much prefer the techno dance music. <laughs> what? Hello, everybody. Today is Wednesday, <laughs> August 30th, and you're listening to the Daily AI Show live on YouTube, Instagram, no, uh, LinkedIn, <laughs> and Spotify. And we have the full team here today. This is awesome. Yeah, Brian is back from holiday. Now, where were you, Brian? Uh, I was in a I'm, still, I'm still in the middle of the hurricane. <laughs> but you're at home. What's that? I thought you were going on a trip. I was until the hurricane qu- uh, canceled it all on me. <laughs> is that why you're grumpy? You're like, gone it. Yeah, I'm not, I am. I'm, sorry. I'm, a, I'm a bit grumpy, but I will not take it out on this. I'm excited to talk about uh, <laughs> customer service chatbots. So um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm here for it, man. But run with it. I'm, I'm here. I'm, that's frustrating. Okay, so we're here to talk about selling the deal. And that's a nice way of saying um, that chatbots are in part of the process of, of assisting those involved with getting online sales, which honestly, I don't know what company doesn't have online sales to some degree. Uh, lead gen, or maybe they're not a sh- Shopify, who actually does transactions online. Maybe they don't do that, but they do everything leading up to the sale. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I'd say yeah. if you're if you're yeah. if you want to be in business these days, you got to have some kind of online presence. So, so what's the what's the first go to people are thinking of? What's the first thing you all thought about when you thought about chatbots and online sales? For me, it's the, the dumb customer chatbot. service. You know, it's uh, it's it's how far it's come in terms of the customer service. Um, when you look at tools like HubBot from HubSpot or uh, Zendesk AI, but I mean, God knows there's there's twenty others. Um, just looking for your like sort of no low code plug and play type options. You know, you figure it wasn't that long ago. We're looking at customer service bots on a website pop up in the bottom right corner. And they were basically just decision trees or they were really good FAQs. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Carl talks about and you guys have talked about, those things had to be built out, you know, extensively on the back end. And you were always trying to figure out exactly what the customer might ask. And if you were slightly off, it's possible that that chatbot couldn't answer that question. And now you look at where we are with natural language processing and, and all these modern AI sentiment analysis, um, being able to pick up the tone. And what I would love to talk about, but we could talk about it at any point, is just that that perfect match of AI plus human and where human comes in seamlessly so that the customer never really realizes the difference. And I don't know that I've necessarily seen that. I'd be, I'd love to hear from you guys. If like, have you had a person, perfect chatbot experience on some website, which would be cool <laughs> to talk about. Is that um, an oxymoron, a perfect chatbot experience? Well, I think it's coming, <laughs> you know, I think it's coming. And so I haven't had one. I, I just, you know, we were just talking about this hurricane and I'm getting bands of it right now as I'm talking to you guys, but it's, it's for the most part past, but you know, my flights got canceled to Denver from on a, uh, on um, United. And so there was that period of time of like, do I try to go to Orlando and fly out of Orlando because they shut down the airport faster than I thought they were going to. I thought I'd be able to get out. And there was this, there's that weird period of time of like, stay, go move, change flights. Don't. And there was no chatbot experience that could handle that. But I feel like we're only like a year or two out from that, from that chatbot basically being able to pick up the ball immediately for me and go, Brian, here are your options. Which way do you right. want to go? 
and it's dupe, 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 you know, based on this, based on weather, based on that, your best shot is, do you want to drive two hours to the Orlando airport? We can get you into Denver three hours after you were supposed to be there. Like, I just feel like that's where this is coming, but I don't want to take this off topic. That's just, this is where my brain is that human Mm -hmm. AI intervention and that the customer buys something uh, is established as a lead, whatever, and never, ever knows the difference. It doesn't care for that matter. Right. So, Carl, you you had something to say at the beginning of this. What, what were your thoughts? Well, I was just saying when you asked the question about what do I immediately think about, if you look at all the bots primarily on websites right now, tech, especially on tech websites, it's those dumb bots, right? The ones where you have to pre-program logic and while I think most customers would probably get frustrated just by interacting with them because I think the the one thing that I've learned building chatbots, which is amazing from an AI perspective is humans are the most unpredictable people or unpredictable species, I guess. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and um, the way that anybody asks questions can be different, even though it's the same question. Mm-hmm. Well, that There's makes it big- difficult for decision trees, but, Yes, conversational yeah. AI. There's yes. not a problem, right? Well, but exactly. Conversational AI does not have a problem. Someone asking pricing in thirty different ways. Like, how many Benjamins is this going to cost me? Or I mean, it's going to be able to understand even slang, right? Yeah. There's a blend, though, right? So, so I think the blend is kind of going away, but. Um, but Salesforce has had the ability to ask questions in a natural language, so you can ask in any way, but there was still a decision tree behind the scenes about where the information was coming from. Um, and now I think that's going away. Dumb chatbots piss me off. And like, I'm just like irrationally angry. Don't ask for my email. You have this information. Exactly. <laughs> I'm already a customer. Like, I think, and, and that's, that's kind of that, that's where I think it's going to be most difficult in my in my frame of mind is that uh, we in this call have, have been trained on bad chatbots. Like we as users, I yesterday I had to call Verizon for whatever issue, and twice during the correspondence, like trying to find the phone number on my app, and then actually when I actually reached, called the number, both times they wanted me to interact with an AI, and I'm in AI. And I didn't want to interact with an AI. I wanted a human, right? Um, so the reason why is because I didn't want to go through the trouble of it trying to, I just want to speak what my problem was. I didn't want to have okay. to figure out, okay, I got to make sure it's really clear. And then uh, it's just like, oh, is this a billion questions? Like, no, just, I, just, I, don't get, I want to cut to the chase, right? So I think that unfortunately we've been trained on bad bots so that we're not quite ready for the good ones yet. The younger group, the ones that, haven't been badly trained are probably going to be the first adopters of this and really run with it, which is why customer service is going to be absolutely dominated. By let's it. talk ahead, about, Andy. let's talk about what it takes to create a good chat bot selling experience. So, you know, all of us have been familiar with the idea of taking one of the chatbot builders and providing it with the context of, company documents, whether that's an e-commerce company or it's your product or service company, you can load up your FAQs and so on. And that's a very minimal level of salesmanship available to 
the chat bot to respond to questions from the user. To get to the point where a chat bot's gonna be much more skillful at solving problems, providing solutions to the customer. And, and, and I'm gonna give you an example in a moment, a bad experience that I had last night uh, with a chat bot. I, I went into it very eager and expecting that I would get some really good answers, even though it was well after hours on this company's uh, site. And I thought, okay, well, nonetheless, they've got a chatbot. I'm going to be able to find out what I need to know. Making sure that the chatbot that we implement for a company is capable of solving at least the minimal requirement of being able to talk knowledgeably about the products and you know, ask the user questions, that requires a little more sophisticated programming than your typical out-of-the-box chatbot. So uh, now uh, I, I, I'll spare you the, the horrible experience I had last night, which I'll, I'll just condense into, it could not move out of just doing lead capture, getting my email, my telephone number and everything else, and then saying, are you ready to start the purchase process now? Well, right. no, you didn't answer my questions. You didn't do anything and it was really horrible. That's worse than the decision trees that existed before. 100% yep. agree. Aaron, you got Aaron. Um, so my primary experience with chatbots is on the the marketing and ad side. So if you use Facebook ads, you know that they can run. Um, obviously, we've got Facebook Messenger, so they can run Messenger ads. So I can set an ad up, and somebody can click on it and interact with a Messenger chatbot. Now I've built a couple of chatbot sequences using tools like Min <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> using tools like ManyChat and ChatFuel. Um, always the problem is, you know, that limited logic, and I quite it, it baffles my mind sometimes to see it's firstly see people who click on the ad where I deliberately wrote in the first line, this is a chatbot, <laughs> you will not be talking to a human, but they still click on it and go, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And then they start abusing the chatbot. That's always very entertaining. But, you know, when you're forcing someone down a path of having to follow your logic tree, it mm. makes for a bad experience. And I still don't love using chatbots for advertising. However, one thing I guess that just really occurred to me at the start of the show, and as soon as we start talking about it is, if Facebook can start to implement an AI-based smart chatbot, then messenger ads could completely re be revolutionized. I'd be really interested to see what they're going. And I can't imagine they won't do it. It just seems to me like an opportunity for them to make money. And we all know they like making money. Uh, so that could be a really interesting advance in the, the advertising space. So... That, that I thought they already thought. had uh, recently integrated a, a new chat feature, but I could be wrong. But I think, Aaron, you, you make a good point um, about it being able to follow a logic tree. I, I would like to say that I think that using the proper LLMs tied to your chat solution that's trained on your data and you have it low um, low temperature so that it doesn't, doesn't hype, what do you call it, doesn't, Get creative. Get creative, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you 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 play with it in the playground. So you give it the, the boundaries, the bookends of how you want this bot to interact. And then when it doesn't have fall within that, you go, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for that. Like, you purposely tell it that if it's outside these bookends, you do not answer. You don't be weird, right? So once you train it properly, let's go back to the topic of this. How can it transform online sales? Like, what does that mean to transform it? What is it doing 
and a positive that's going to absolutely be a game changer for organizations that interact with their customers online. So I, I'm thinking three different areas on this. One is direct to sale, one is B2B, and one is customer service. From a sales perspective, so D, direct to consumer, I would expect, and I don't think we're there yet, eventually you can buy the product directly through the bot, right? So that exists, right? It's like, oh, sunglasses. I want to buy some sunglasses. What do you want? You know, after I viewed your website, oh, these are recommendations. Okay, buy, purchase, connect to PayPal, Stripe, whatever. Purchase. Inside the chat window? Inside the chat window. I think that's eventually where that's going to go. That to yeah, me, it, that makes the most sense. Brian, you say that happens now? Yeah, it exists. I mean, yeah, like, you know, and I only know this because I'm working long. with a client using like, um, again, Zendesk AI. I know it's not the only one out there, but that's just the one I'm most familiar with. And it can pick up from the chatbot. In fact, it had it had experiences where it was passed off to um, a human as part of the feedback loop. But basically, in this example, um, they were showing an example. I won't talk about the client, so it's not more personal. But in the example, there was a person going on there. They were trying to buy a product. It was a it was a clothing product. Um, the size and the in the color they wanted wasn't there. Whatever they started that process through the uh, the bot. And at the point where the bot picked up that this person was a repeat customer, it started going into the process, brought in the human, and the human was able to quickly say, hey, this is, this is the alternative to what you want. We know your priority. Here's the, um, here's the coupon code to go with it, and then finish the sale right there. So I guess I should say that's hybrid, but it does exist in the sense of going through that process. And I do believe you could have gone through that entire process through AI without human intervention in there. Had there not been a reason for human, but I guess doing the, the pay, the paywall would have to have been a different. You couldn't stay in the chat window and do your Apple pay. Not yet. I haven't seen that happen. Hmm. Well, I would be surprised that, that exists. If that handoff is seamless, like the human is a plus, right? Like, Oh yeah. To, to then right. be, Oh, Hey, Excellent. Uh, I've just been told that you're in this situation, right? And so, like, that's a 30 second. Um, you, know, you know what, though? What? I don't want a human involved in anything because I feel like if there's a human involved, especially in D2C, like, if I'm buying a pair of sunglasses, I know 100% said human will try to either upsell me or uh -huh. say a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, dude, I just <laughs> want to buy this. Okay. I don't. I don't care about you. I don't care about you. Hey, Carl, you don't know what you want. I think that you need two glasses. <laughs> right now. No, exactly. I, 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 got, I got bad news for you, Carl. They're going to train AI chatbots to upsell. So that's fine. I can be snarky to the. I cannot be snarky to. Said person who's trying their best. I, I just, oh, just, you're, just you're remember just the all that data is being tracked, and so the next time the AI comes around, it's like it's waiting for Carl, and it's ready like to pounce. And there's exactly how Carl's going to react. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, this is a, this is snarky Carl in the in, inside the uh, inside the the data set. I think you might be a little bit worse off. Yeah, Brian's point. You might be uh, pissing off some AI. You don't want to piss off being snarky. Be careful. No, but how? Like, let's like 
brain imagine for a minute like okay so the profile of you is you know what you want when you start a purchase right you've done mm. the research excellent so now i have that profile built and uh cool you know what you want wow. we've done this before right do you have any yes. questions yeah. no you're, no? you're cool. actually training it i like Ooh. that yeah. yeah thank you so much this was great I that's back. pretty cool Listen, uh, but it, think, it won't be able to save that many instances. I mean, hundreds and thousands of customers going to our website. I doubt they'll be able to do that. Well, but I want to. I want to. It's like, not necessarily true because with the training data, you can build customer profiles, right? I maybe maybe approaching an initial customer, yeah. but as soon as you've logged in with your account or you know your cookies there okay. or or whatnot then you've got your profile and it's just that's a good point whatever your profile is yeah, yeah. so you can actually preload that 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 conversation with previous intel you've gotten before that response comes through that makes a lot of sense yeah architecturally sorry andy go ahead say, first. What, what that requires architecturally is a separate customer account database that is going to be queried at the time once that person logs in mm -hmm. or you're identified, say, oh, what's your email on our account? The chatbot gets that, it's gotta go out, it's gotta retrieve chat history that's been retained over there, uh, mm -hmm. and then put that in as additional context. But then, yes, absolutely, it could know what the prior conversations were about, what products you've bought before, and so on. But that's yeah, not, yeah. That's not available. That'll be applied too, right? Is just creating <laughs> customer personas, right? You, whether you do it from a marketing agency style thing where it's like, oh, we're going to go pitch so and so. Well, let's build a profile of all the information that we have access to about this person. We've built our persona of it and we test our pitches against it. We've pet, you know, it's like getting inside the mind of whoever you're gonna go talk to. And I think Brian, you've, you've touched on that in the previous show. So just having, having that ability, and then you can just apply it across the field any, to the entire sales field, I think. And it's just gonna be just different iterations of that in different degrees. So I'd like to throw a little use case in here, not use case, but a really cool technology that came out maybe two or three months ago that I was just wowed by um, that Google was doing. So imagine if you're a male or woman, it doesn't matter, I guess, but mostly women are, are the ones shopping for lots of clothes online and they want a certain shirt, but they're of a certain body type, right? I want to know what it looks like on my body type. So Google has created this this. Uh, tool or whatever that takes that shirt and is able to show it on a model and you can select from whatever the models are virtual models not actual but it looks like a real person so it's ai generated body type that looks just like you and you can see what that shirt looks like on you talk about transforming online sales that is ridiculous i was completely wowed by that what are y'all thoughts you heard of it have you seen it yep i've seen it it's uh and and I think that takes online sales to the to the next level because the last I think that one's that's one of the last frontiers, right? Because you're you know, shoes, shirts, and each manufacturer has their own sizing guidelines. So you're like yeah. when you buy something, you're like, Oh, this isn't I I needed, like, it's gonna be different yeah, for each manufacturer. It doesn't right. So but this time it's nice if you could do that. The question is, I think all the I think retailers 
either need to buy in or adopt it. And I think that's the big thing is like, when are they going to adopt it to enable Google to do all of it for all their clothing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of specs on that piece of article of clothing and there's a whole back end, but the fact that that technology is present is is brilliant. So um, something that came up also in the chat, we were talking about these online chat solutions that help with customer engagement, answering questions. What if they are not native speaker of English? How is how how are the bots able to address this? And if you're an international brand, honestly, every company on the internet is international. Uh, so if they're wanting to buy a product and they don't speak English, how are we able to? How are the bots able to speak in their language, or are they? Oh, definitely. The the uh, the options that we have now, uh, all the LLMs now can translate like 40 languages right so you just plug that into your chatbot is that ability to translate and they're from from what i've seen they're they're pretty good on on how accurate they are and of course over time they'll just get better and better so if so i just, if i go to an, an english language site and i put yeah. in portuguese in a chatbot Will the chatbot detect that I've just communicated to them in Portuguese and answer in Portuguese? I don't think so. I built it. Not, I, I don't think I not, not yet. Carl, right? <laughs> I, 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 like, I so here, here's, 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 and this isn't a sales thing. So one of the bots that I've built is for uh, an event. What we have is called Homecoming. So our company has everyone from around the world coming in to Calgary. Um, for our homecoming event for a week. So one of the big things that everyone was looking about for this homecoming event is that our people team is get inundated with all the questions about travel, booking hotels, all the logistical things. So we bought a built a bot using chat pace of all things, but I think this can apply to anything. And it's just adding, you know, it's ingested website content for the event documents, Q's and A's and so on. But what we what I started seeing is that some people were asking in French, in Spanish, in German, because we've got people from those um, places. Now, the bot was initially, it would respond maybe the first two questions, but then it would revert back to English. So I just put in the base prompt, if, you're, if the question is in, answer the question in the language that... Uh, provide the answer response in the language that the question is asked in since then it yeah, i could see it every single one is is that language so i was like oh, well, done okay, good that's awesome so it's really solved by a prompt yep yeah that that's all it, it did because i could see it answered the question in french it answered the question in german but then it would revert back to english it was funny because one of the people who asked like hey in French, they go, hey, you stopped answering to me in French. And then it would go back to French, but then it would go back to English. So I just prompted, like, stay in, stay in French or stay in the language. And Did you give it an option in the beginning? It's like, what is your preferred language? And, and or did they just... Nope, nope. They just started using it in whatever language. So I said, okay. I We never gave that instructions. And the, 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 the bot, it looks like it's in English, but I just never thought of it and we just prompted. And- but other than, so I assume it was using OpenAI's API. Yep. Yep. So you didn't have to do any other language nope. model training. It just, AI already knew that. Just did it. So to, wow. to, to be clear, 
what Carl did, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is you changed your system prompt. And I added. system prompt I, is, a, is a part of the prompt that is added sort of generically for all chats that happen for that yes. bot. Yes. The, the prompt that the user puts in might come in in multiple languages. So his system prompt says, answer only in the language that the customer use. Yes. Right. Okay. And, and it's people a might know that as the custom If we go back, yeah. If we go That's back to the fact that it's a prediction model, it is that the if you're asked using French words, the next most likely probable word is likely in French. But then as you get, um, uh, as you're like re going to your data that is in English, that may shift in its prediction. And then you add this thing that says, oh, no, if it starts in French, let's do French for the whole thing. Yeah, think about Google Translate. It's been around for years and I've gone to translate a few times. And even you just... When you might be saying, okay, I'm going to type English, I want to make a French version, but I've taken chunks of a foreign language that I wanted to translate to English and I just drop it in there and I don't even have to tell it what the language is. It usually figures it out. So I don't think that technology is beyond the capabilities of any decent AI. And I posted in the chat about Facebook just released, I think it was a week or two ago, they announced something called Seamless M4T, which is a multimodal AI model for speech and language translation. And there was someone else that released something, I think, a couple of days or a week before that. So this stuff is, I think, is pretty advanced and it's going to be. All right. I have a bone really to pick with Seamless real quick. I have a bone to pick with Seamless <laughs> because I went there and I played with it. And this is the first time this has happened to me. Do you know that like 90% of the ads that I get in my Gmail now are either in Korean Portuguese or whatever other language I tested seamless with, it has ruined, it has ruined oh, wow. my Gmail as far as that. I can't even, not that I want to read the ads, I guess it doesn't matter, but the the ads are in, in Japanese and in other languages that I have no idea what it says. And it's more annoying to me now that it's not in English. That, um, and that's, and a, it only that's an interesting opportunity after. for Facebook and Google to fix that problem pretty quickly. Oh my, oh my, it happened immediately after I used Seamless. So I know for a fact it was Seamless that caused it to happen. And now it's just like, it's it just baked in or whatever. And I thought, oh, this will happen for a day or two because I haven't used it. Nope. We're like a week and a half in, still getting Japanese ads directly in my Gmail. So uh, yeah, not not a fan of Seamless at the moment. But to your point, Aaron, in, in all seriousness, I, I was in 2017, we lived over in Europe. And my wife and I were, were running our businesses and we had a train that got um, it was supposed to go all the way back from Munich to Berlin. But the train had to stop in Leipzig. Well, in Leipzig, they speak much more Russian than they do German. And they definitely don't speak a whole lot of English. And so we had somebody there that could help us a little bit. But to your point, even 2017, we immediately went to Google Translate to help move our tickets to figure out what train track we now needed to go to in the middle of Leipzig, which we were not planning on being there and nobody was speaking English. So we had to really quickly do that, but it got us through. And to your point, like that was before all this great AI stuff very, very quickly with seamless. And we've talked about this on this call. And I think it also goes to the chat bots, which is to what Carl's saying is this will be seamless. We will have people who are natively speaking English or another language 
who come in over the top into these chatbots where humans need to be interacting. They will be typing in English or whatever their native language is, and it'll be spitting it back out in Portuguese if that's what it needs to be doing. And the customer will never be the wiser. Now, how close are we to that? I think right now, if that tried to happen, the person who's who's reading the Portuguese would get broken language. It would get the point across, but it wouldn't be great. But how soon until the AI is so damn smart that it's always nailing 99% of the way it would be spoken in that language to the point that the customer no longer really notices or cares that it's happening. And I think, Carl, I just want to say really quick back to your point about I don't, I don't want a human involved. I kind of think, you know, we do, we, I'm in sales. So we talk about this all the time about, you know, so much, it has changed so much that so much of the sales process happens before first con mm -hmm. first contact in a lot of cases. You know, people want to do self-discovery. They want to figure things out. I think chatbots are a huge part of that or can be a huge part of that self-discovery. But at the point that they do want a human, they want the human to be immediately yep. spun up on where yep. they are in the process. And That's you know, a Beth, good point. I think we'll probably talk about yeah. this more on, on Monday when we talk our Labor Day show is about uh, Salesforce and all the great things going on there, which I can't wait to hear about. <laughs> about so CRMs. I think there's a lot to be done there. But anyway, I just wanted to say that, like, I think oh, I that's what we're talking about is, you know, we know it's going there. And I think maybe one of the ways to like, you know, as we're wrapping this up today, talk about like, what can, what can businesses do today? Should they even be playing with this? Or is it, you know, we've kind of done some fear, fear stuff here. Are we saying, Hey, it's really only going to make your customer experience worse right now? Like, so I don't this, think so. This this raises a really interesting point for me, and that is the ability to be multilingual seamlessly suddenly lets a whole lot of small and medium businesses and even large businesses that were never in a position to do that suddenly get an international market. So, yes. you know, little old me in Perth, Western Australia, who only speaks English and the tiniest bit of um, Italian from my high school years, um, I could suddenly be communicating with and marketing to people in you know, 50 countries around the world that don't speak English, and you know, AI can be doing a lot of that translation. So that's a really interesting business perspective um, if you're uh, a company maybe that wants to scale to bigger markets that you can't access at the moment easily. So. Yeah, so as we come to the end of their show, let's kind of bring it full circle. So I, I love that we ended on language being incorporated into your chat solution for your online sales and reaching a bigger audience. So that's a, that's a big takeaway, I think, from today is, is understanding that um, using a not a logic or a thought tree uh, chat assistant, but more an LLM-based uh, generative AI, conversational AI solution, you'll able to you'll be able to jump into those languages easily from users that come to your site. That's that's brilliant. Uh, being able to have a bot that's trained on your sales information, and I, I love the idea of being able to be conversational while at the same time informative and staying within those bookends. But then I think I love your point, Brian. Is What's the next step? Can can you, if the person wants a human, they got to be informed because I don't want to repeat myself for crying out loud. And, oh, you were looking at these four products that for this use case and this is your questions. It has to be, and they have to be able to trans, transmit that data to the human if that's the, if that's the goal of your chat solution. Sometimes it isn't. But all this to say, I think we had a really good call today about, you know, increasing sales to the use of chat solutions and whatnot. Any takeaways or any last thoughts on the group? Yeah, mine would be um, something that you can do, I think, immediately. T 
take the lead generation off required, right? If what you have set up means that you have to put an email in before you're giving any value, that is no longer a successful model. Right. Give some value. Would you like to like <laughs> leave your email address and we'll have someone get back to you? Like if you're still locked in that kind of model where you don't have super informed things, just take the record, just unclick the required button. Stop right. Dating the content. And on that beautiful note, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Oh, no. we Happy Wednesday. <laughs> well if, if you know what that is then you get it and if you don't know what that is then you're not cool <laughs> <laughs>